So go ahead, whenever. So Adam, what's kind of your thing? Yo-yos. It's kind of my thing. This is good for a first episode. We're just fucking fumbling our way yeah. through it. Like, this is Especially good. you, uh, you're doing karate chops. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Getting um, noises. All right, I, so it's kind of my thing. Is the name of the show. That's the show that's happening right now. And it's the Obsession Confession Podcast, because rhyming's cool. And it's just a, it's a podcast where uh, we talk about stuff with people, about the things that are kind of their thing. You know, this can be anything from something as generic as... I, you know, I love cooking food to, to, to the weird, you know, I like keeping separate hands in a box, you know, I, we want to know it all, we want to hear, hear what people have to say, and if you can blather on about it for an hour, we want to hear about it. That's right. So, so, I'm one of the hosts, Adam. And I'm Justin, I will also be co-hosting, and I for, guess our unofficial third host for probably the first few episodes here. We got Tyler over here. He's oh, I, I didn't know I was playing the role of unofficial third host. I'm just the guy sitting in. I'm going to ask some questions. Okay. So, I guess let's just let's get at her. Yep. So, so, so yo-yos, Adam. Yeah. So. I'm an adult I, man who plays with a yo-yo. I'm mm. a regular in public. So, I'm, Adam. Shamelessly. <laughs> when did you first notice that this is kind of your thing? Uh, I guess it all, it started... My, I mean, I've always been interested in yo-yos. A, a cool thing, actually. Uh, the last time I was out at my parents' house, my mom, every time since since I don't live with my mom and I haven't for a long time, every time I go out there, one of the things that has to happen is we get out the... Or by we, I mean my mom gets out, like, photo albums and, like, baby pictures and shit like that. And we got to, like, look at them. Ad nauseum. Yeah. Yep. Just like, oh, look at this. Look how little you were when you were little. <laughs> And it's like, but she has this baby book of me, like, where during my first year, she recorded a bunch of things. And I guess, like, I went around and I had, like, some yarn or something like that. And anything I had, anything I could get um, yarn around, I was going around, I was just putting yarn around it and, like, not tying it, but, like, doing whatever. I was. So, like, you were just winding yarn around yeah, an object. Yeah, and then my mom was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm making yo-yos. <laughs> And like that's so I guess that's where it started. And how she old were you supposed to be at this time? I was less than a year old. Wow. And you were you were talking. Well, I was like, <laughs> well, I guess I was because well, you're you start talking when you're that young, don't you? Start yeah. I mean, words. yo-yo is probably not a hard thing to say. I don't know. I don't remember. I, I don't remember being one year old. I don't know. The book well, is supposed to be about my first year of life. Uh, I just think it's like uh, you're supposed to be less than a year, and not only are you walking around the house wrapping yarn around stuff, you were reasoning with your mother. She says, "What are you doing?" I'm, re- I'm making yo-yos. Well, we're assuming my mom was really keeping up with that first I, year book. <laughs> well, I just think you were a really smart baby. How's that? I appreciate it. Wow. <laughs> like, but I guess, I mean, I was probably sometime in the in the one to two-year-old range, somewhere in there probably. The very formative years of your life. Very, I was very young, and I was taking string and putting it on stuff and calling, him, calling the, the stuff my yo-yos. 
So which, apparently, at some point, like it, I must have seen something or done or been somewhere around him, and it, it, they made an impression on me at some point. Did you remember getting a first yo-yo or having a first yo-yo? The first outside yo-yo? of these these homebrew yo-yos that you're talking about here. Yeah, <laughs> the first yo-yo I can remember getting. Um, my mom bought me this plastic yo-yo. It was uh, obviously everything's it was plastic, so it wasn't a Duncan or what. I'm, or anything like that. It was just this nondescript, just this hollow plastic. It was green, blue, and red. And I just had a green, blue, and red plastic yo-yo that did nothing but go up and down. And I couldn't get it to do anything else. I I remember that yo-yo, and that was a short-lived thing. But yeah, I don't. But that was the first. I don't. I don't know how old I was. I was definitely. I was definitely in elementary school, but beyond that, I don't remember. That was my first one. The first when I the when I really realized it was something that I was super super interested in and kept and kind of kept doing for the rest of my life was in the '90s boom when like some dude went on that Guinness Book of World. Johans was his name. That was his I re- name. Yeah, I remember that much. Um, and that was the he had the, set the longest sleep record for a yo-yo. So for those who don't know, uh, making a yo-yo sleep is you throw it down and the axle is spinning either. Just on a single axle or a transaxle or some sort of ball whoa, bearing. Whoa, we we can't say things like transaxle anymore. <laughs> Sorry to offended you, to have offended you, sir. But um, well, I'm just I'm just looking out for you guys. I mean, I would hate for this podcast to die in, in its infancy. Better watch it, Tyler. You'll be an official third host. <laughs> so anyway, the, yeah, this guy, and I've never seen the footage. I just remember reading about it because because just like you, you know, when I was eight to ten years old yo-yos were the it really cool thing deal. yeah it was a big fucking deal so that was right when yomega had the x-brain that was the big one that had, everybody had an x-brain because they took all of the skill out of throwing a sleeper because uh, the the brain would had like a spring mechanism where you throw it down and it would it would sleep and then the springs would like some tension would occur and then it would come back automatically i think they that call them a, clutch yo-yos it was like yeah some sort of clutch the centrifugal force pulls these like metal beads out with springs and so they're kind of stretched out on the rims of the yo-yo, and when it slows down, they push back in, and it pushes some sort of mechanism in that basically it snaps it and brings it back up. See, to this you, so. is a whole bunch of stuff I don't know anything about. Yeah. I remember having a yo-yo as a kid, and it was just something that, you know, would be hanging on a store shelf with a piece of cardboard and the plastic over it, and then you'd tear the cardboard out, and then it didn't have any of these winged sides that I'm looking at your yo-yos now that have and it was basically just think of it like a Duncan Imperial style is that I'm yeah sure had just the two rounded edges almost like it's two cookies it was string in the middle and it wouldn't sleep at all because it didn't have that capability so it was stupid you would tie it around your finger and then you would throw it down with all your force and then it would come back up just as fast and if you you would either miss it and it hits you right in the face, or it would hit your hand, and you would technically, I guess, catch it, but it would hurt a lot because it and and you just keep and that's all yo-yos were before before I saw anybody doing any of these tricks. It was just simply yo-yo down and up, and then down and up, and then you just were walking around just doing a yo-yo down and up, and that's all that was. Maybe that's why I never got into it because I yeah, never I mean, got further advanced. Yo-yos for the longest time, as far as tricks and shit were concerned, it was just uh, looping. So it was just doing stuff that, you know, 
doing loop tricks was all the was all what's a do. loop trick so you throw it say you basically underhand the yo-yo forward um and it comes back and basically you it can keep back, whipping right. it around rather than catching it right there you just whip it back around into another loop ah, so, you see so as it's coming back to your hand you move your hand out of the way a wrist flick yes yeah. okay and so you'll see guys it's still looping is still a, a it's a circuit in the yo-yo world it's not very fun to watch yeah. But that but dude you were talking about, Johan Johansson, was good at it? I'm sure he was, but this, <laughs> I mean, that uh, that spectacle was more about a yo-yo with a very advanced ball bearing, and it basically he could throw it and it just stayed down for like, I, I can't even remember, but there was like record, 8 to 10 minutes or something. Yeah. And so it was, it was probably a pretty boring piece of footage now, just sitting there. I imagine that to have a record like that, you have to have a really good axle or ball bearing or what have you, and... Does the does the force at which you throw it impact that at all? Like, oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. I'd imagine obviously if you threw it very limp wristed, it wouldn't go. But like, are you really are you really putting everything you got into that type of thing? If you were going for the world record, yeah, if you're going for a world record, yeah, you'd have to throw it with everything you got. Just you'd have to make sure you're tightly wound so that you get everything out of that throw. And you, yeah. But length of string makes a difference too. If you have a little bit longer, it's I mean you're gonna you get more you're gonna uncoil it a little bit and get a little more force. So. More, yeah. And I imagine yeah, it's using centripetal force. So, so the idea behind that was yeah, I, I don't know how that translated to kids getting into it. it I don't just know. created the well that was when the like the Guinness Book of World Records was just really cool all of a sudden in the late nineties. I do remember that data oh, book yes. every year. Shiny yes. <laughs> And like, it was every every year if you and it would have the year at the top of the book. <laughs> and if you had last year's book, well, guess what? Bitch, not, all those records are old. Yeah, now. <laughs> they are either broken or not important anymore. Yeah, you know, like, you don't have the newest one. Hey, this one is not silver. This one's blue. Yeah. Like this. Side question: How did Guinness get a hold of the trademark for deciding where the world records are going to be recorded? Well, when are you, you suing the Guinness, like the beer company, that, yeah, that, when you're that getting that drunk about? off of the beer, you get <laughs> you got a lot of crazy ideas, and then when you're that drunk, people just let you do stuff because they don't want to deal with you. Got it. But that was, I think, it was just like this perfect storm back then, where like for whatever reason, the Guinness Book of World Records was cool. Kids were into it. There was the TV show where like people went on the show to break the record. I don't, do you remember that? I don't, it was like a it was a weeknight sort of like variety show sounds like something fox would have but on tv probably it was fox or abc i don't I, but i remember there was a tv show and people were brought on to a television set and then they were like this guy's gonna spin the most plates on sticks or something and like they would try that's interesting they, to me because if somebody is going to break or attempt to break a world record a representative from guinness has to show up and verify it and what happens if it's a record that takes a long time to beat and the person fails at the end yeah then you have that representative who showed up and who knows how long they had to travel for nothing and then they go so somebody, well yeah it could so be. they're probably salaried employees yeah i'd imagine <laughs> like oh we need you to cover our travel expense yeah. we just watched a guy try to pogo stick the most jumps <laughs> and came five short yeah this guy's just gonna stand 
And what and what happens? Ever stood. And and how many attempts <laughs> do they get to watch? Like let's say you're like if you're gonna do the most pogo jumps and uh, you do five and you fall and you're like oh sorry Mulligan let, let me, me do again. over that's a let do over again. and you then came all this way let me yeah try yeah again. you're here I mean that was five st- you know that doesn't count I'm gonna go again you know this I am good at this this is a real one right. yeah this is a real one start the counter and then yeah then you make it a little bit further and then you fall and you god damn it I am good at this you know what I'm just a little bit nervous you're here this is real you know and then yeah then you make it a long time and then you fail and now that, You've wasted you, everyone's You've life. wasted yeah, 15 absolutely. hours. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, at least it created an outlet for a representative to probably be there. You know. Well, and that's that brings me to another question. That's probably question. why they did it. It's like, well, I'm sick of traveling places. Just get the people it's that are good. It's an economical sort well, of thing. Well, is that, to me. Is that like a really sought-after job? Like, how do I get it? How, how do I apply to Guinness and be like, hey, I want to be one of the dudes that goes all over the world and verifies whether or not world records were broken, and then I get a, to give a person a certificate <laughs> that says, hey, you just dedicated 10 years of your life to beat this record. Here's a piece of paper. Congratulations. You're going to be in the next, You're, next We're going to feature your name in a book. In like, is, there a, is there a reward? Other than the, other than the notoriety. <laughs> I guess, well, yeah. I guess it's just bragging rights. The minor isn't it? notoriety now, because who the hell is still... Are they still making the, the actual book? I think they do. Well, book? and also... There's these records that we've all seen that are just ridiculous. Like uh, most most balls that you've juggled off the back of your neck, you know, or something. Where like I've, I literally saw one of those. I saw a guy who hit a soccer ball with the back of his neck up into the air, like, and it was only like ten times. But let's face it, that's really hard. That's a lot. Now, so you could really, I mean, if you really want to get into the specifics, we could break world records all the time. You just keep creating all these extra well, rules and, and layers to it. It's like, well. You know, I did, I took the most, uh, you know, I did the most snapping of my finger when, you know. My balls were hanging out of my pants. Well, yeah, well, and that's there another thing. <laughs> and Dude Perfect has done a whole bunch of those, of the, like, oh, a guy catches a football at 20 yards, but he's blindfolded. Or catches a ball at 20 yards blindfolded while moving, you know. And it's like, at what point do the Guinness representatives go, no, we're not. We're not going to entertain this lousy, lousy record. Sure, this exact set of circumstances has not been done, yeah. but the no one... fit on a shelf, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> It'd be like something you drop... You, it's a coffee table book that you set it on your coffee table. It just falls straight through like an It becomes the coffee table. coffee table. Yeah, yeah. yeah it is a good one. Um, so anyway, um, kind of got off on a tangent there about... Good tangent. Yeah, no, it was great. But that, yeah, the whole Guinness thing that I think that had something to do with it with the yo-yos. But it's interesting uh, throwing it out there, and I mean, I'm just kind of maybe it's the curmudgeony um, adult in me that. now. What's that? Keep it. Sorry. Maybe it's the curmudgeony adult in me now. But I feel like like hobbies and 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 toys nowadays are, are very less. You know, like you could tell your parents back then, it's, "Hey, I want a yo-yo. I want this." You know, it. I, I feel like I wouldn't feel as bad saying, you know say i want to my, my kid wants to go get a nintendo so he can play video games all day you know it, you're learning a, a dexterity based skill you know you have to practice it you have to go out there and you i mean even if you don't you know you're you're doing something tangible with your hands learning it's a more engaging hobby yeah. than something like maybe not engaging but it's a more constructive and well and at the time were your parents aware of what a yo-yo could be probably not that's uh, I mean I I don't even know because you'd imagine like 
maybe they just looked at you as a child asking for a toy. Like, great, another toy. Yeah, probably. You know, or they could be like, and, sure, and we, we, we'll get you a yo-yo, and maybe you'll be really good at tricks. If if they were even aware that you could do I tricks. I doubt it, because, I mean, tricks back then were like, ooh, walk the dog, or uh, rock the baby. Like, that, those were, you know, maybe they had some understanding, but, and also... The, the return on investment for my parents was gigantic. Like a little $5 like, drugstore yo-yo kept me occupied for hours. He's going so, like, to shut up for weeks. Yeah, you know? like, <laughs> we won't hear that fucking Nintendo running. You know, like, or something like it. It'll be, that's probably what they thought, you know, or maybe, I don't know. Maybe they didn't think that. It was just an unexpected bonus out of it all, but, yeah. But, so, yeah, that was when it really took hold. And all the kids had, like, X-Brains. But I remember I went to Kryptonite Collectibles was selling because that's because this was the weird confluence of like the things that kind of happened in that late '90s period. Yo-yos came in, and as yo-yos were coming out, Pokemon was coming in. And when Pokemon was coming in, Kryptonite Collectibles was in because you had to go there to get your fucking Pokemon cards or to do your you know Pokemon League the the trading. Yep. So I went there to do the league, and I was Nerd. still doing I was still doing the yo-yos, and Kryptonite still had yo, and they had this Japanese yo. It was a, I think it was a super yo. I remember Sonic you having that one. Two. So, side tangent on this, uh, and maybe spoiler, but we we both get into yo-yos a lot more once we get into our high school years. Oh yeah. And I remember seeing this yo-yo. You took it to work. We were both working at a Little Caesars at the time, and uh, I remember you showing up. Yeah, it's a, it was a little blue yo-yo, and it was a butterfly shape. You're showing up doing the trapeze trick just like yeah. and i remember it buzzed like a like a loud ass loud motherfucker fuck, i think yeah. it was a dry bearing in there yeah it was a plastic bearing with metal balls in it so it yeah. was just loud as fuck dry bearing meaning it didn't have any lubricant correct yeah so yeah that kind of a bearing is just it, it buzzed like when i threw it it was would those wear out fast yeah they would break That's really good. but it was like a it was a minor miracle when i found mine that it still worked and still like because it was just sitting somewhere in a box, and I thought, I was like, oh, fuck, yeah. Like, I was, I was excited. And I think after playing with it uh, for a short time, it did break the bearing, and it took a shit. Mm. But that's when we got, when we got kind of, because I fell out of it, you know, in middle school. Like, everything that you liked is gay, and you yep. got to get into, like, you got to get into whatever's cool at the time. And back then, like, what? What was cool when we were in middle school? I don't know. Halo. Fast and Furious or something. Like, I don't know. You just... Middle school is just the worst because nobody knows anything about anything, and you're all just like, guys. Everyone's cooler than everyone, but no I'm one's just cool. Just horny all the time, and I don't know how to express myself. So, and so it's like, yeah. After that happened, and then high school hit. Like I think about sophomore year. Like maybe it was so sophomore or junior year. I feel like in middle started. school we weren't. Well, we weren't going to school there. That was no. My, yeah. That was my knuckle. Pick Ooh, that up. dude. Yeah, that'll be. <laughs> get that checked out. Stop playing with your yo-yo so much. But yeah, then we got back into it, and then that was kind of where there was there was a minor renaissance happening, or at least like new things were happening in the yo-yo. More technology, different ways to yo-yo. Yeah. Um. So if you're looking at, and, I, and it might have it, changed by now. That sounds funny to me. In what ways did did the yo did the uh, technology of yo-yoing advance? Different material, material types that they were made out of, different bearings, different string types, different. Um, to the to the standard bystander, you know, it's like uh, if you look at a golfer, 
you know, playing with a, a certain kind of golf ball, you're like, well, it's a golf ball, you know, it's like, well, this one spins more when you do this or this, and it has, you know, things that have different effects in the grand scheme of things. The difference is pretty small for the most yeah. part, but but if you're playing constantly and you you see those minor those minor similarities and differences, it definitely to the uninitiated, they, yeah, it's just whatever. But to somebody who spends a lot of time with it, you notice the minor differences. And, and the, I mean, the biggest thing I think that happened back then, I mean, yeah, also new styles were being created. So I think so, um, well, with, when you when you say new styles, are we talking shapes? That kind accompany of, yes. the. I'm talking different ways to play with the yo-yo. So originally, there's basically there's the styles have names. There's one A. One A is the looping, like no. The old one A is not looping. One A string. is string tricks. Okay. So one A is standard string tricks where every all your tricks are involved. The yo-yo is on the string while it's spinning in a sleep in a sleeper, doing those sorts. These of are almost so exclusively that butterfly shaped yo-yo. On the on the string, meaning attached. It's on the string, attached to the string, yes. and it's in the and all the tricks you're performing are during a sleeper. That those are string tricks. So then two A is the looping. Okay. Two A is looping tricks, and most looping competitors do two looping yo-yos with two hands, and it looks like yo-yo juggling a little bit. Yeah. A little yeah. bit, yeah. That's I mean, the oldest style of yo-yoing, but it's it yeah, takes a lot of work. It's a hard, it's a hard style to play. I've, I tried getting into it when we were getting, you know, it's just... I imagine it's a lot of... It's a lot of timing, a lot timing of... Timing and hand-eye coordination. The but, difficulty curve on that stuff is much, like, the barrier to entry on being a good looper is, like, it's hard to get good, but once you get good, it's easy to do all the stuff that they do. In my opinion, I feel like the payoff when you get there was less than oh, yeah. the gratification of doing these really cool streams. The ceiling things. is much lower on well, the want No, I don't want to downplay the skill of a looper, but... At the end of the day, isn't it just a person waving a yo-yo in a circle? Well, there's weird... Yeah. You can look up videos and shit online. There's, like, I mean, there are crazy loopers that, like, involve, like, they'll be looping yo-yos and, like, doing backflips while they're doing them and maintaining uh. the loops. And then there's also, like, shit where they'll be looping with their right hand and then incorporate, like, also looping with their left hand, but, like, incorporate their arm into the loop of one... So they're like, it's hard to explain, and through yeah. an audio medium, it doesn't. But yes. look it up on YouTube, YouTube, and look up like Asian kid looping yo-yos, and you'll find fucking shit of just guys dressed as Spider-Man jumping around doing. Literally, there are videos of people like Asian dudes dressed as Spider-Man looping yo-yos, and it looks like he's shooting webs, and it's funny looking. It's similar to like a figure skating or a gymnastics routine, you'd see like not not that they're doing gymnastics, but you you come up with a routine, you you kind of hit certain points on your routine, and and you get judged accordingly, you know, with your peers mm-hmm. based on, you know, innovation, you know, technique, technique, uh, and there's... things like that. And, and you know, there, there's full-on, you know, competitive circuits for this stuff. Oh yeah. So those are the two main basic, you know, long-standing. So we get we, we're covering one A and two A. So then there's three A, which is. Are we gonna get to a one B? Nope, it's all A's. Hmm, I don't like <laughs> the way that they. <laughs> Decided to do this progression. So there's 3A, which is, is it? dual-handed string tricks. So two yo-yos doing string tricks. This is probably the least It's It's the least done. Yeah. And it's the by far the most difficult. It's like it's bizarre, really, when you watch it. Like, yeah. they're, you're throwing two yo-yos down, and you're putting, putting one, you know, gap of a string in between the other yo-yo string, and somehow not getting it tied into a knot and not getting yeah. the yo-yos clacking together you can't fuck it up anywhere. yeah it's like yeah it's incredibly it impressive to learn. 
Yeah. It must be a bitch, too. Like, just the amount of just fucking up and undoing knots and fucking, like... Anyway, and then there's 4A, which that's the off-string type, which was... Super fun. Was kind of new when we were in high school, which was... That was like, holy shit, you yo-yo, they're off the string now? What? Like, it was... That was... And it kind of inspired by the... Diabolo. Diabolo, yeah. Which is another Asian toy where you kind of... You have two... If you've been to a Renaissance fair, you've yeah. seen a guy playing. Like now, when you say it's an string. Asian toy, where did it originate? Mm. I don't know. I'm uh, just assuming... Okay, because you're, you're doing a lot of a lot of stereotyping here. <laughs> it's not necessarily an Asian toy. I mean, the yo-yo itself, the history of the yo-yo, everybody's like, oh, it used to be a weapon or something like that. It, wasn't that debunked? It is debunked. There are records of like a, a toy or something that people... And I think it's in ancient Greece where it's on like like paintings on pottery or some shit like that but it's like it they were unraveling like, something and just getting something rolled down a, a hill yeah, or something it could have been it could have been anything but everybody's like maybe that's the world's first yo-yo that's all we know well yeah because if you think of a yo-yo as a weapon basically you think of something that's attached to your hand via a string that you would just swing and hit somebody which is just you're thinking of like mess a, from yeah Smash which is just a flail yeah. or a mace or a morning star or a cat of nine tails yeah which are way more effective so yeah. if it was created as a weapon it was tested once and then thrown aside this mm-hmm. doesn't work yeah but the, the mace would be much better because it you know, you're swinging it and you never have to catch the part that hurts yeah well and then there's, the object is that the other guy catches it there you go and then there's 5a which is the latest and newest and you know i wouldn't say coolest but it's now, it's one of the most interesting styles i hate to interrupt but where does the numbering end are we at like five. 15a no five. no oh only, okay only, it goes it goes one to five a there's there's only five officially recognized competitive styles and where it's you know you could go to a competition compete in that style and win something so the five a is the counterweight that's counterweight the, so put, that's the steve having, brown yeah rather style. than having the yo-yo attached to your finger on the string you put oh. a counterweight on the end of it hold the counterweight and then during your tricks you can let go of the counterweight and fuck around with it like that and do some really i imagine really cool visual things it's, yeah, yeah it is a very, i've never seen any counterweight stuff i have some counterweights and it is very it's difficult when you're used to having it always come but like it's difficult it's not hard, as hard as the 3a like but it's it is definitely the probably the flashiest of all the when the when the tricks are executed it's more about like presentation than it is about like technical proficiency because there's tons of like where you're just doing flourishes just swinging mm-hmm. the counterweight while Baton you're doing twirling yeah it's kind of but yeah. it looks very cool oh yeah but so those are the five main styles well, and those main styles with the exception of two-way were all made possible by the biggest innovation in yo-yoing probably ever which was the bind the idea of having a, a yo-yo that wouldn't just return automatically to your hand when you when you yanked on it where you had to actually create a a bind up of string down by the axle that would catch and make it come back because otherwise it won't. You could sit and tug on it forever because it's a ball bearing. Which, incredibly, I just throwing it out there, when we were yo-yoing at high school, it was incredibly satisfying to have learned the bind. Yeah. So you have this yo-yo, you throw it down, it throws down like a regular yo-yo, and you can't just, you know, raise your hand up to get it to come back, to get it to come back and feel like, oh, let me try it. And I, I, I warn them, you know, you're not going to get it to come oh, back up. I'm yeah. one of those people who just had to sit like... here and watch you two yo-yo all damn day. <laughs> and uh, then, I, yeah, I'd be one of those people, let me try. And then I could I watch you do the bind. And the funny thing about the bind is you can watch someone do it, and you can 
Oh, that's easy. Well, yeah, you can <laughs> you can understand what they are doing, and you think you could replicate the same movements of your hands and arms, but that doesn't mean you can actually get it to work. And I could never get it to work. And I mean, I was no yo-yoer at all, but it just seems so simple watching you basically create. When you say, you know, it's a bind, it's not a knot. You're not yeah. creating a knot. Knots are bad, yeah. Well, right, but... You're creating it, enough tension in that gap in order for it to catch and come back. And so, well, ex- for the, you know, this is audio only, so explain, if you could explain more in detail exactly what a bind is and how you do it. So when you're, when you're thinking of a, a basic string trick on a yo-yo, uh, you're, you're basically taking the yo-yo, it's attached to the end of the string, and you're whipping the yo-yo around to sit and basically manipulate the yo-yo around to land on different parts of a string with your hand in it. I feel you know, like this is nodding in a different really range. complicated. We're still, off the rails. okay. If there's a yeah, simple way, the basic the, the basic idea behind a bind is to is to without creating a knot, create tension at the end of the yo-yo where there otherwise wouldn't be because it's on a ball. The ball bearing is allowing the yo-yo to free spin. You need to create tension on the string in order to get it to snag. To where the force of that spinning yo-yo will come back up anyway. Essentially, you need to get the the string to snag on something that is it's not snagging on. So typically, in, well, okay. So I guess still to put it into more layman's terms, you you loop the yo-yo back on the string itself. on yeah, so that the With string rubs on itself. Yeah, to create enough friction in order for it to snag up against the side of the wall of the yo-yo. Mm-hmm. You know, within if you think of. You know, yeah, the two sides of the yo-yo being wall, you know, the walls. The inside walls. Yeah, the inside walls of the yo-yo. It snags along that, and then, the, yeah, the force of the spin of the yo-yo itself will just cause it to come back to your hand. So, you, yeah, that that whole idea... Of, I can tell you that if I didn't already know what this was, I would have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> it's a difficult... It's, it's also, yeah, yo being a very visual thing, it's hard to... to de- it's, yeah, you just got to... Move around in the chair. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm trying not to create noise. I'm, I'm, I'm beyond. Yeah, cracking caring. your knuckles and everything. Yeah, I'm beyond care because I know that other shit's happening. It's fine. So even with so with the wide gap, there there are a lot the of what the wide gap of the yo-yo. I apologize. So so the 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 further into into the yo-yoing, uh, I guess hole we go, the 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 less responsive they become because it produces less friction and things can stay down longer. But there's still some sort of response system that aids in this. So, so you know, in old yo-yos, for example, uh, you could have a yo-yo that would have what could be like a starburst design, is what they would call it. So there'd be like protrusions in the plastic on the inside of the yo-yo, and it would help you catch along where you could still tug up and the yo-yo would come back. And everybody wanted the pink ones. <laughs> hey, that's why I'm here. <laughs> You have, you know, you can have hybrid responses where, you know, you'd have one side would have a rubber O-ring that would help catch that, and then the other side would have you know, protrusions in the plastic. The whole idea of the unresponsive yo-yo came came about with, yeah, like the Starburst design was kind of the first. Like, let's just put little grooves in the plastic that create a friction. On now, the do you happen to have a Starburst design? Yeah, I have a yo-yo that has one. If you want to look at it, I do. I would like. I know the listeners will not be able to look at one <laughs> unless they Google it, but I will have the. Uh, good fortune to actually look at one. Yeah, this... It's probably a riveting discussion to hear about, but yeah, th- actually, this one might be double or No, yeah, there's... That's a Starburst design. Oh, okay, so it's, uh... It's little grooves. It's grooves that are raised up 
on the plastic wall. And this is, so it's designed to create that friction to allow the yo-yo to come back to your hand? To make a bind work better. Okay, it makes sense. It's instead of, you can, instead of a smooth inner plastic wall, there is basically raised pieces of plastic in lines that go from the center outward to just act as uh, a frictionizing agent, if that's a word. Frictionizer. Yeah, the frictionizer. I'm going on break. <laughs> but then, yeah, on the other side of that, because that's a hybrid response system, people started, yo-yos kind of, once the bind occurred, once people started, because it was all, the binding only started happening because people were, like, home brewing and, like, modifying yo-yos that they had. So that was the only reason binding ever started happening. And so then, the bind was user-created? Yeah. The oh, that's, well, that's behind, interesting. The whole idea behind a bind, like, companies didn't come up with the idea of having a bind. It was modified yo-yos because people wanted more sleep time. They wanted wider gaps so that they could do more tricks and they could do longer tricks. So they created these yo-yos with bigger bearings, wider gaps, and then in order to get the yo-yo to come back, you needed to do the bind. And so then yo-yo manufacturers caught on to that. It's like, all right, well, we'll make yo-yos with wider gaps. We'll make yo-yos with bigger bearings and all that stuff. And then with we'll the assumption also, that people will know how to bind. Yeah, and then yeah. we'll also throw in, to make binding easier, these little things like a starburst design or an o-ring a rubber o-ring on one side now you can bind ring. without these but the the it's room for error is is a lot lower and yeah. i think it's important to note i don't know if we want to say the uh, exact model of yo-yo it's a yo-yo jam hitman okay we're gonna go ahead and say it's a hybrid hitman and this one on the sides touts that it is the o3 regional national world champion that's the, the so, model of the guy who was yeah, I imagine that means regional champion, then national champion, then world champion. Unless it yeah. could be the regional national world champion, and that is one title. No, there would be three separate competitions that guy had to win. Well, I, I think mean, it's I cooler think. the other way. Yeah. <laughs> Where one competition got him all those. Yes. <laughs> it's kind of like a, well, it would be like, a, you know, skateboarders when, you know, they're signed by a certain company and they're sponsored. and So, yeah, you can you can make a living doing this if you're good. You know. There are a lot of parallels to skateboarding. Now, when we say living, what are we talking about? You could have enough to get an apartment somewhere. Yeah, enough to like, yeah, enough to rent your life. A, uh, a small one bedroom. Probably not even that. Or a studio. Really, if you think about it, like it's the same thing with skate. Like I like that you said skateboarding because there are a ton of parallels to yo-yoing and skateboarding, where the innovations that happen with it are it's it's not driven by like manufacturers. The innovations are happening... Driven by the user. Driven by the user. Yep. The tricks are created by the user. And, you know... Another thing this yo-yo says, built for the player, by the player. Yeah. Yep. So, so, yeah, I mean, they'll give input to say, you know... I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of these guys that just kind of bought a lathe somewhere and are homebrewing their own sort of ideas or different shapes with the yo-yo, see if they can, they can get rim weight better to get better spin or if they have, you know... If, if they can get by with having a wider gap somewhere, but um, so you, yeah, once they mass market these, there's probably a lot of input from these people that are, you know, com competing and playing with these every day. They want the one that's going to feel the best and yeah, and have the best, you know, overall overall impact, especially to the people that aren't as good as them, you know. But yeah, once the bind hits and then manufacturers of yo-yos catch on to, oh, that's the way things are going. Then yo-yos kind of start to, there's a huge just sort of boom in how things work. and Or not how things work, but how things are made. Then all of a sudden materials that yo-yos are made out of, like you're holding 
Your some sort of metal and yeah. plastic. Another your hybrid. There yeah. was a, there was a yeah. period of time where hybrid materials and yo-yos were was the big thing. Yo-yo Jam was like the big pusher of that. And they were and they were the the top company for several years. Yeah. Um, after that, I know I kind of fell out for a little bit, and then a company called Yo-Yo Factory kind of took over. Yeah. Okay, they... so how does Duncan rate in the mix? Because that's what I remember. We've said it earlier. That's what I remember. Duncan as a kid. had a renaissance um, in the mid two thousands ish. Well, Duncan's um, still. They're they're still they're still relevant, but uh, like when Steve Brown was running, was working for Duncan, and he was. Are know, they relevant in competition? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Duncan is still around. They're still the world's largest yo-yo manufacturer. They still, but the bulk of their business is Imperials and Imperials butterflies. and butterflies at drugstores, you know, you know, Walmart. They make high-end aluminum machined yo-yos as well. Which is now the norm, really. Yeah. It, it's become a lot cheaper and more affordable to. To just lay these these shapes. Well, and that was going to be one of my next questions. The one we have here is a, in my hand is a hybrid with plastic on the inside, and then the outside rims are metal. Is an all aluminum kind of the gold standard now for what a yo-yo is, or what is maybe what is widely considered to be the best material for yo-yoing? Aluminum. It's a Full mach- aluminum? Machined aluminum, yeah. Every yo-yo up there. I see them. On my tree, there, besides the plastic ones. Are... That being said, you can you can have a plastic yo-yo with the right bearing and the right rim weight that, that can perform just as well as an aluminum yo-yo if you're good at it. But... Yeah, it's all coming. It's getting to the point where yo-yos are getting so good where materials are almost not making a huge difference anymore because of design i would still argue the bearing is very important well yeah i'm just saying the actual yo-yo itself materials aren't super important anymore because like you were just saying plastics perform almost as well yeah as a lot of metals now so it's it's but yeah i don't even know where we were at we were talking about yeah now now yo-yos are made out of there's they're all well i know we we were talking about 5a yeah and then i think we jumped to materials but actually if i could bring it back to the one through 5a real quick where 4A was off string. Yeah, that's where the yo-yo is not attached to the string. But that's just one yo-yo. Correct. Well, okay. not, it can be whatever. In competition, guys are using like three of them. At People, a time. oh, I was because I was gonna make a joke that maybe 6A could be multiple off string, but you say that's already a no, thing. No, it's already just it's it's kind of folded right in there. Like, oh, you want to throw? Because yeah, that's kind of standard in in 4A competition now is they'll throw multiple yo-yos at the same time and juggle them. On the same and side. then, but and it's off string, mm-hmm. so you you wrap it up like a regular yo-yo, but it's no, 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 not yeah, so moved I, onto the but string. I, that's what I know. I know yeah. what off string is. I'm saying so. If you were to use multiple off string yo-yos, you have one yo-yo. Let's say you're doing two, and you have one in each hand. I imagine you have to throw that first yo-yo, and then somehow catch it on a string, and then how do you throw that second yo-yo? What they do is typically the competitors will have two strings on one hand, two strings on one hand, and they're holding both the yo-yos. They throw one, get it up there, get it on the string. And then while they have this one um, down, while they have the other one down here, just attached to the string on a loop that they're holding, they'll throw the other one off their other. Ah, okay. Finger. And then when they get a, get them both going, they'll like juggle them and do whatever. It's very insane. You can look at videos. It sounds hard. Yeah. So it's. All right, getting back to materials. Yeah, materials. Uh, the the standard now is machined aluminum on yo-yos. The the barrier to entry is not so expensive. Like when we were back, you know. 15 years ago about there there were machined aluminum yo-yos but they were like ridiculous expensive they were over a hundred dollars i was guess yeah. okay that was yeah. just leading me into what i think is the relevant question is 
what does a standard yo-yo go for? Now, machined aluminum has become kind of the norm, and that kind of happened when the yo-yo factory came out with the shutter. Probably, well, when, when did that come out? I have one of the original runs ones, and it's, I think it's from 14. So I think it's from 2014. So for the last five years, Yo-Yo Factory somehow cracked the code on probably... What's up, Roxy? Dog's <laughs> down here, sniffing around, so we'll pick that up. But Yo-Yo Factory cracked the... Unlocked some sort of fucking cheat code, GTA style or some shit on how to... I don't know if it was Chinese machining and manufacturing or if they did it in America. They somehow found a way to create a yo-yo that was super good and performed really well that was cheap enough to produce and they could sell it. I think the price point, they sold it for like $45 and they still sell it for like $40 or $45. And that's way more doable than like, you had that pyro. Yep, uh, I had one called a mini pyro. That was my Christmas gift, and that was pretty much all I got for Christmas that year. <laughs> it was like well, it's, that sounds legit to me because if a, you if you were gonna try to, you know, these market these yo-yos, these if forty five dollars is not that bad to an adult, but to a, you know a child who wants one, oh yeah, it might seem uh, a little pricey to you know grab a child a yo-yo for forty five dollars, knowing that they're just gonna dink around with it. But again, there—I mean, there's good entry-level yo-yos. Some of them are plastic. I think you can get some aluminum entry-level ones nowadays too. Well, that plastics are well under so twenty dollars, especially in the last like three. Yeah, basically, shortly after the shutter, plastic yo-yos have come. You for twenty dollars, you can get the recess for space. <laughs> Roxy, you're really fucking shit up down here. You can get the recess first base. <laughs> I would like to reach first base for twenty dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, but that's a great plastic. That's what the wife's for. It comes with a, a C-size bearing, which is the standard string trick size bearing, and then um, it's unresponsive, and it comes with some string, and it's a fucking awesome plastic yo-yo, and every trick I can do on my most expensive $130 yo-yo, I can do on my $20. All right, another just, question. Yeah. It seems to me that mostly in everyday life, unresponsive meat is a bad thing. Oh, yeah. Is it? In yo-yos, it's a good thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so explain that. Well, unresponsive means it's when you tug, if you were to throw a sleeper and to tug on it to make it come back like a conventional yo-yo, unresponsive means it won't respond when you tug on it. One of the problems when you're doing string tricks, especially when you're looping multiple layers of string around, you, you have a higher tendency for the yo-yo, what they call it, to bite. Yeah. When it when it snags back unintentionally and it'll you know hit you in the knuckle, mm -hmm. what it sounded like you were doing with when you had a yo-yo as a kid, when it would just come back too much. And and well, so like yeah, was to, you would throw a yo-yo and it wouldn't even get down to the full length of the string before it would even come back. Maybe you had yeah, maybe I had a knot in it as a yeah. kid, but it would go halfway and come back, and I wasn't expecting it. Smack him. So maybe the maybe it's the wrong term to say unresponsive is better, but responsiveness when you want it. Yeah, I don't think it's wrong to say it. It's just it's interesting to the to those who might not know. Unresponsive sounds like a bad thing, but in this world, it is a good thing. It's the preferred way. And then, yeah. so that means you have to use the bind to get yep. the yo-yo to and wind back up. The yo-yo requires a bind to return. Which means, so then you could do a whole plethora of tricks and you don't have to worry about the yo-yo coming back. Yes. Yeah. So that's, yeah. And that's, and then basically once all that stuff started, like, uh, you know, changing to materials because there was, 
you know the different shapes being the imperial style that you you described it earlier as two cookies <laughs> the two cookies and then very center weighted and then duncan at some point decided what if we turn the cookies inside out and that became the and butterfly style. yeah flared out the edges and that was sort of the style that was the standard for a long time and still kind of to, to this day kind of is is that sort of flared out reverse cookie style and or um, where uh as i'm looking at them i could think of them as little bowls yeah two bowls with the ass end of them touching each other. yeah so it's like yeah that became the, and then through that just different sort of stylings were created to you know especially with modern machining technology you can well how much material do i want to leave in what part of this yo-yo have you know and it, it became sort of through tons of play by tons of people it became pretty obvious that if you put if you focus tons of weight towards the rim of the yo-yo towards the outside you get more centrifugal force you get longer spin times you get a more stable spin so the yo-yo won't like tilt around on you while you're trying to do shit and it's just a, a better design so you got all these different shapes of yo-yos you got your standard imperial shape which is the, the the two cookies you got your uh organic shape which is reverse the cookies and you got that's organic so it's like an o shape where you you reversed your cookies and then the there's v. what there's there's, the yeah v then shape. there's the v shape where the, the there's very sharp angles coming out from the center axle of the bearing where it's just straight out where all the all the rim weight is all the weight is focused towards the rims and then there's combination like they call it wing shape where it's like a weird sort of combination of a V and uh, and um, heavy super rim weight, which is like an H shape. I don't know. Yo-yos are just fucking yeah. insane right now. I always preferred the H shape. I think it gives you a little more to hold on to when you throw it. But but really all of them, regardless, it's, it's really more of a feel thing at that point. You kind of outperform. That's well. what I would ask. Do they have, like, let's say with the V shape, do they have different variations of the V shape that would accommodate, let's say, like Adam, you have bigger hands and bigger fingers. So... Is there certain shapes that you just, they're not comfortable to you, you just don't really like using because of the size of your hands? Not because of the size of my hands. I actually prefer smaller yo-yos like that because that, that is actually considered these days an undersized yo-yo, that one. And I, I prefer... Talking about uh, the Hitman again. Yeah, I don't, I don't uh, think hand size really plays into it so much. I think that it just comes down to personal preference. This, that sort of style of yo-yo, that sort of reverse cookie butterfly organic shape is the style that I grew up playing with. So I like those sorts of shapes. Curves, you know, you know, no sharp angles. I Man like, likes his I, curves. I like, I like curvy shapes that, that feel nice in my hand when I can hold them. They're not, I really, I have a couple V-shaped yo-yos and yo-yos with sharp angles and I don't like them and I don't play with them. The ones that I, the least played with yo-yos up there are the ones with the sharpest angles like that well is it because because they can i imagine they can hurt yeah they, do they can hurt. be painful coming back i feel like it's difficult to get a straight throw on them consistently on what v's yeah oh yeah i feel like when you when you're throwing it down you have a better chance to sort of have it wobble out of your hand and it kind of is a bad sleep as you would say yeah they're, they're in my opinion they're not the most stable but if you get a, a good like if the the advantage of V's and wing shapes are that they all of the weight is pushed out towards the edge. So if you get you know, you throw a good sleeper, it's gonna sleep forever. It'll be your you know it'll spin the longest of any shape of yo-yo. But like we were talking about earlier, they're they're not the nicest to 
feel in your hand. They're not, they're, I just don't, I don't know, I just don't like them. I've tried them, I've given other ones tries and shit like that, but I always just fall back on the, the good old nice curves of an organic shape. I like a nice round feel because it conforms to your, your hand and your fingers and that's just the way I'm kind of old school with that shit. Alright, so now, what about the string? String is, string tech. String tech is like, the shape of the string has been the same forever, it's just what's changed is... Actually, what I do know about yo-yo is string is a big deal. The reason a sleeper could even happen was because some guy, like a hundred years ago, because what string used to be for yo-yos way back when is it was just a one long regular a piece of a strand of like string or rope or whatever Twine. And, it was, it was, <laughs> and it was just literally tied to the axle of the yo-yo it was somebody figured out the standard yo-yo string that's like a, a really long skinny piece of string that has a loop at the end that's mm -hmm. coiled up that idea of that sort of string that that is what made it so that a sleeper was even possible so that was probably the first gigantic innovation was a string that had a loop at the end versus tying it to the axle because tying the string to the axle you're never going to sleep it it'll just go down and come right back up it doesn't matter you know what i'm saying yeah there's going to be friction immediately yeah, yeah. if you act it's just going to yeah it's going to come straight back up as as it unwinds and then starts to wind counter yeah it'll which means it's just going to come back up yeah so it, it was like a hundred years ago or somewhere around there was somebody got the idea of actually wrapping the string around the axle of the yo-yo and that's what made a sleeper possible so that was a gigantic innovation too the, the fact checking on that could be if anybody gave a fuck could look that up but i know that that was like one of the first huge innovations was a string that actually wrapped around the axle rather than tied to it so and that's what made sleepers a thing so but i don't know i, I, I mean materials have changed on strings string length i know that I was going to ask that question. Does string length... It's all how, preference. So, yeah. How exactly big of a deal does that make? Typically, I remember in the in the old yo-yo books that you'd get that told you how to do tricks, it would typically tell you uh, about your belly, belly button. button. Yeah. So, so, it's, so, depending on the user's height... I like, them, I like them a little longer than the belly button height. And what we That's and what we mean. when we say belly button, we mean with the yo-yo on the ground. Yep. Yeah, string... Up against the body, taut. Yeah. There've been many times in high school. Adam got a new yo-yo, and he say, "Oh, hey, try this out." And I, unaware that he was playing with a long string, it's yeah. something I, I learned pretty quick because I probably put some dings in some yeah. of your brand new yo-yos. I apologize. Uh, and that, well, yeah, because if you were used to a certain length of string, mm -hmm. and he is messing around with a different length, I'd imagine that your muscle memory would kick in, and then therefore a different length of string would really kind of mess up your flow or your rhythm per se and yeah you have been known to put some dings in his yo-yos yep a lot of people put dings in my yo-yos i put dings in my yo-yos well yes but when you do it it's your own fault it's my own yo -yo. exactly the thing that yeah the i guess yo-yoing in public too i was i wanted to talk about the responses you get from people like there's only like you get like one or two different responses especially being somebody like my age playing with yo-yo in public and doing the things that well I and doing do. it now not just with your age, but doing it in a culture where I hope I'm not uh, disrespecting anybody, but I would think that uh, yo-yos are pretty much forgotten about. Not, not a lot of people are doing them. No. I would imagine antiquated that, toy. I would imagine that when a lot of people do see you do it, one of their you know their first reactions is, is holy a yo -yo? shit, a yo-yo. Yeah. yeah, stick in a hoop kind of thing, like, you know, like and, and, paddle ball. And as I can say, know, like, you know, to see someone 
do a yo-yo. Is that is that how we say it? Do a yo-yo. We call it doing a yo-yo. Yeah, we're gonna, that's what I'm gonna call it. When you see someone doing a yo-yo, you know, if they if they're not that good at it, then it's easy to dismiss and oh look at this nerd. But when you yeah. see someone doing a yo-yo, but they're doing it well and they know how to do tricks and they're landing their tricks and they're not having many errors, it you almost for like for my experience watching you do it. You almost you almost forget that you're watching someone do a yo-yo, in the sense that you just you're watching. It's you know it's it's quite breathtaking to behold when someone is good at it. and You can see all the the ways that they can maneuver this yo-yo and make it dance on the string and make it do all these cool things to where it, and it's also happening so fast that you you can't your eyes can't track it. Yeah. So you don't even know what is happening and you know yo-yo's here next thing it's there you know mm-hmm. next thing you know it seems that the yo you've got the string looped back on itself three times and the yo-yo's bouncing in between them and then you know you go how is it not just catching or how is it not fumbling you yeah. know again that's with anything i would th- i would think it's with anything when you see someone master something it's going to be pretty cool to see them do well, what you're talking about like your your responses i would appreciate i appreciate those kinds of responses and what you're talking about is just kind of like appreciating somebody's well skill level at it or i guess i'm i also have the benefit of i am your friend and i'm not just gonna look at you do a yo-yo and you know and you're pretty, nerd yeah, you've, you've been pretty well exposed to it at this point too <laughs> but yeah like that was that was the uh, what you just said is like the other well the, the first response is what you were saying about like being kind of enchanted by it or whatever you're like you're watching like wow somebody's playing with a yo-yo that's interesting little kids are usually like that like wow an adult playing with a toy that's interesting and then the next thing they inevitably do is ask you if they can play with it and then <laughs> that's puts you in a rough spot because as a 30 year old i gotta tell a little kid like well my choices are then i can either be like yeah sure and then they take this thing i paid a hundred dollars for and throw it directly at the ground and then i'm like and then i get like murderous thoughts i'm like why did i do that why did I, like what the fuck is the matter with me or i tell them no and then like, the no, parents kids, sorry, give you a dirty yo-yos. and then yeah and then immediately it, to every person every parent in the vicinity i'm the giant man baby who won't let actual kids play with his actual toys <laughs> like, that's, that's it, like, I, it would be and you get like the parental condescending <laughs> judgment from people that are like two years older than me which is fucking like wow. <laughs> it's like it's awful has so, that happened to you that specific oh, yeah, it's happened. really it's I've, yeah like kids will ask me to play with it and i'll just be like yeah sorry dude this is like a fancy yo-yo you won't be able to get it back up and it's just one of those like well and, and i've had guys like come on dude, it's just a yo-yo but like you see like this is a hundred dollars well not even that like we just said earlier if these are little kids the height they're not going to be as tall true yeah the yo-yo strings as tall as they yeah are. therefore they would have to hold their hand way above their head just for the yo-yo not to hit the ground so yeah. i mean money aside which is obviously money is the better reason yeah because it's not like you're getting it's not like they're gonna Hit, they're gonna hit the yo-yo onto the ground and then you look at the parents and go well now i'm gonna need some money from you <laughs> you know because your child has just broken my yo-yo but it's the fact that they won't even physically be able to use it because they are not yeah. tall enough yeah you get that part and then the obvious one is indifference from most people they don't hardly notice yeah. it but then the, the, every once in a while you get the cool guy that comes up and like i'm doing tricks and somebody and you can tell like i don't know if it's like a defense thing or if they're just being a jokester a lot of times just being a jokester but like people be like save some pussy for the rest of us dude oh or you're talking like when that. you say like, you're talking about the bro yeah the like cool bro the cool guy. bro yeah they'll do that it's like oh, okay i get it nerds yeah play the yo-yos nerds don't get laid wouldn't it be funny if i 
insinuated that he's just getting laid so hard that nobody else can. Like, yeah. that's, I would, I would also save some think, pussy though, for the rest of us, bro. It's when people see that, somebody save some DUIs and hair gel for the rest of us, bro. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> I mean, it's like when you see people playing or actually doing something that you know requires an actual skill. You know, I, I think a lot of those guys I remember in high school feel like, wow, that's really, that's really fucking stupid. And then like later, he's like, well, can I see it? Yeah. You know? I don't it, Even in high school, a bunch yeah. of people ask to try it. You know, it's like, it's, it is interesting, that sort of dynamic. There's, maybe it's like a, I don't know, is it threatening? I don't, I don't know. I'm not here to psychoanalyze They're, they're threatened by the fact that somebody has a skill that they find interesting and they, well, maybe they don't find it interesting, but they find it, uh, maybe they can't understand it. You know, it's the whole, we fear what we don't understand. They don't understand why someone would devote so much time and energy into doing something that they consider meaningless and it. trivial. Yeah. yeah. You know, so. You say that about anything, though. That's, but that's my, that's what I am you saying. Tell that, tell that bro, you know, what's the point of bodybuilding? You're just going to get old and. All right, but that's, that is the point I was making is that, yeah, you can do that with anything, but the difference is, is there. You know, if we're going to stereotype them as the big, dumb idiot, then you, you just throw it right back at them, yeah. you know? It's like how, what makes your hobbies more valuable than mine? Yeah. I did yo-yos, you got tribal art tattoos. Which were right. Like, <laughs> like, to each yeah. their own. See, yeah. Yeah. You know, and, I don't know, that's kind of the story with the yo-yos. Now, I still just play with them to play with them. And it seems like your preferred trick style nowadays is the, you know, the slack tricks. Not so much slack. I like whip tricks. Whip where tricks. I, where I, I just the yo-yo starts in sort of a neutral position, and then I just whip it into a, a trick of some sort out of nowhere. And those, I like those sorts of. I've also my trick style. Like I'm kind of what I'm getting, and in the yo-yo community, I'm a grizzled ancient. I'm a 30 year old, and this is a hobby pretty much dominated by like teenagers. So it's, I mean, another parallel to skateboarding. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of like I, I, I'm glad you said that. That's really cool. I never really put that together. And you just kind of offhandedly said that earlier, but I think there's a lot of there's a lot of things. I don't that, think there's a yo-yoing video game. No, that made millions, but no, but I think that the, the that, idea but. is it's a hobby dominated by like teenage, you know, kids, and like it's it's just one of those, and it's an entirely sort of a user-generated sort of hobby. It's like the 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 hobby is perpetuating itself. The more people get into it, it's very organic, it. though. Yeah, it's an organic thing. Like I'm saying, it's organic growth of the hobby. The more people do it, the more it grows, and the more, and it's mostly young people, and it's very kind of niche and weird, and yo-yo's nerdy, skateboarding got cool, but whatever. I just thought that was interesting. I never thought of it that way, and when you said that, I immediately that just set up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and well, we were talking about string earlier, and is there? Any advancements as far as string goes? Just materials. It used to just be cotton. Now it's a lot of synthetic fibers that... Cotton is a very light fiber. And so in order to do lots of... Like I was talking about whip tricks earlier where I'm whipping the the string around into formations and stuff like that to kind of create a trick around the yo-yo with the string without moving the yo-yo so much. Where I move the string instead of the yo-yo. So synthetic fibers happen to be heavier and are good at moving through the air better than a cotton string because cotton's very light oh yeah okay so like a polyester or a nylon is really good at just kind of whipping through the air cotton strings are mostly mostly unused in the 
extreme in a circuit. Unless yeah. it's unless you're using like a fixed axle wood yo-yo, like I was talking about earlier. Yeah. Where if you use a synthetic fiber on a wood yo-yo, there's a good chance it'll melt because of friction. But but yeah, string is string is still string. It's just the whatever it's made out of. You play a lot. How often do you, are you changing your string nowadays? I don't know. Probably a few hours per string. Because That's it? A few hours? Yeah, because I don't want to risk it. Because once it starts to fray and shit, you don't want to risk throwing it and snap. You blinking? All right, we're blinking. So we had a technical difficulty of some sort. Shit got a little fucky. This is the first time we're ever recording. But, but uh, we're getting. We're we're just gonna we're gonna keep on just full steam ahead here. We're gonna fix it in post. I feel like uh, the listeners didn't even know any. They didn't even know anything happened, and now they're hearing us discuss this. I'm keeping all this in. <laughs> keep. Yep. Keep it in, baby. <laughs> you gotta respect us for being honest. That's well, they don't have to. Well, they will. Because <laughs> <laughs> let's be honest, it's only gonna be friends or family listening to this. <laughs> well, they will. <laughs> all, right, all right. So uh, I love the confidence. Yeah. So we were talking about string. I think what we left off on was cotton is light, and synthetics are good for whips. Yeah, and the predominant string that's just used by most people are synthetic fibers. Oh, days. and you you had just mentioned how you only get a few hours out of your string. Yeah, and I think that's. I th- I would have guessed it would have been a lot longer, to but to change a string every few hours. I'm talking like actual play though. I mean, a string might sit on a yo-yo for months. Well, I, yeah, yeah, obviously, I think uh, we I know the difference there. Yeah. Well, I'm just. And it's, it's like, like the engine. It's like the the oil in your car. It yeah. can sit there forever, and you don't need to change it. But if you drive the car more, then yeah. you got to change it. I think I'm spot on with that just analogy. Just wanted to clear it up. It's not like you put the string on the yo-yo and it immediately begins to deteriorate or something like that. That like. would be pretty cool. Yeah. That would. Yeah. And and really, I mean, even you have ten minutes with this string, and it starts now. As soon as you get it on the bearing. Yeah. Yeah. And time. <laughs> so. uh... I mean, long, grand scheme of things, I mean, paying, what, what do you think it breaks down to if you're buying string, you know, maybe about? I pay for 100 strings of polyester, uh, it's like 20 bucks online. And 100 strings will last you a long time. Yeah, it's so drop in the bucket compared Yeah, to drop it. in the bucket. But um, I guess we've, we're already at about the hour mark, and I don't want to go too Yeah, long. I feel like we've covered a lot. We talked about a lot of shit. It's been a long time talking about Guinness World Records. Is there anything else in the world of yo-yos you would like to add? I would just add that anybody listening to this, uh, should you be so inclined? Yeah, talking about yo-yos and shit like that is fun for me, and maybe it was fun to listen to. I hope it was fun to listen to. I'm very interested in it, but it's way more interesting to watch somebody who's really good at yo-yo and yo-yo. So if you probably not the best thing to translate to a an audio medium might not be the best thing. (laughs) Yeah, like the thing we did this. Good thing this is the first this episode. Is, this is one. <laughs> Starting off on a Good thing. strong strong footing here. But uh, if, if anything remotely was interesting in this whole conversation, I would advise anybody who was what just hit YouTube and just look up yo-yo competition. A-Y-Y-A. Uh, or whatever, it doesn't look matter. Look up Steve Brown. Yeah, you'll He's just a find a whole plethora of yo-yo Asian innovator, kids that yeah. just do what seems to be like magic tricks with, this, with yo-yos and just... It's it's one of those things. If if your knowledge of it is very limited to just the standard, like oh yeah, yo yo kids toy it goes up and down, you'll be absolutely floored by where they've come and or, or where they've come from and what they're doing now with them. And that is if you give a shit at all. You might not give a shit, and we can go fuck ourselves. But oh, <laughs> ending with a little hostility there. Wow. 
against us, not against the real listeners. You know, I mean, against well, you. Let's just hope <laughs> like, that those bodybuilder bros aren't listening to this podcast. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's all I got. So, uh, so how do we sign off? Well, thank you for telling us about your thing. Yeah. Hey, yo-yos. They're kind of my thing. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>